Hello and welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And today we are going to talk about... Stuff. And things. Things. Was that an octave? Uh, no. No, that was a fifth. Uh, You know, we'll talk about music theory on a different episode. <sighs> I was reminded recently that I have not touched on my music theory at all for multiple years and i you know i, I miss it i, I want to get back into writing bits and pieces and um just having some more structured fun than just noodling yeah i've been writing um i actually recorded a few things a few weekends ago um while rick was out of town because uh, i was very bored and also didn't have anyone that i felt like i had to be quiet for um so I'm actually pretty happy with what with what turned out. But it didn't really involve um, theory at all. Just like, that sounds nice. I'm going to do it. I like the the almost mathematical, like linguistic aspect of theory. Because it, it can be yeah. very formulaic. It's not the right term because formulaic sounds so sterile and cold. But there's definitely a, a system to it. And I'm very much a systematic type of person. The way I think about things. If I got to wrap my head around the way things all fit together, you know? Yeah. Theory keeps you so. from being too formulaic. So, yeah. Well, hey, so what are you drinking today? I am drinking, uh, it's kind of rare for me. I'm drinking red wine from a bottle instead of a like box. Directly from the bottle? No. Um, last Should night. Should we be concerned? No. Well, maybe, but probably but not. Poor wine is died for nothing. No, I'm actually drinking wine out of a wine glass, and uh, this wine did not come out of a box. It came out of a bottle. It was bottled uh, the year Rick and I got engaged. We got engaged uh, six years ago. No, gosh, seven years ago. Wait, 2013. We got engaged in April of 2013. So that's six years. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, If the listeners care... Uh, he proposed to me. Well, Rick used to work at delivering for FedEx and he would usually get off um, around lunchtime. And sometimes he would pick up a Jersey Mike sandwich and bring it to me at my work and we'd split a sandwich. And so he proposed to me with a Jimmy John sandwich and a ring. And everyone at my office was working so hard, nobody even noticed for like an hour. That's really cute. Wasn't it? It was really cute. The ring wasn't in the sandwich. It's not like you took a bite. There's like a ring that like chipped your tooth. Oh, no. He's smarter than that. Okay. Yes. Uh, Men do not hide very strong stones in food. In general, it's just, yeah. Don't hide things in food. Don't hide things that aren't supposed to be consumed in food. Don't do it. Unless it's a kinder egg and then that's totally fair game. Not in America. Actually, I think they changed the law, but they don't really make Kinder doesn't make those anymore. Like they um, do, just not nearly the scale. Well, actually, I, I this was on Shark Tank. So it's my understanding that uh, it's still illegal to put toys inside of chocolate uh, with one exception. And this company on Shark Tank, they had this process of so there was chocolate on the outside, but the inside it was like chocolate covered in orb. So you'd like crack off the chocolate and then you'd open the ball. So you weren't actually biting into a toy. 
mm. and choking. So it eliminated the choking hazard. So the FDA or whoever approved that product. Yeah, I I think that's just it's a great way to ruin all the fun. And if you if you bite and if you don't know what a Kinder Egg is, and if you choke on the toy, like I think Darwin has something to say about that. Oh, they're children, Andrew. They're children. Do you not remember? I don't Wonderball? care if they're children. They've got to learn how to live in this world. Okay, that I'm the one with I'm the once. one without children, and I'm the one that's like think <laughs> of the children. Yeah, well. I don't know. I tend to be the kind of parent that's like, oh, you scraped your knee. Well, did Mm -hmm. you learn to not jump off of that thing again? That's that's different than choking. And I'll tell you what, I had, I did choke as a kid and I did learn my lesson. Yeah. I think I'm not actually serious. I don't think people should choke, but yes, that's well, let's just say I now unwrap, I now unwrap Hershey's kisses before I eat them. (laughs) That is a wise decision. Why would you not? <laughs> I because I was four. I don't know. <sighs> Ask my dad. He doesn't know either. I'm sure. Uh, but what are you drinking, Andrew? I am drinking a grapefruit flavored Talking Rain because mm. at the time this episode is recorded, it's still Lenten season. Mm-hmm. However, by the time this episode is out, it will not be. Yes. And you so. will be enjoying that glass of red wine from a bottle in a glass. No, I've actually got, uh, I've got, I picked up a, a scotch ale that's aged in white oak barrels. Oh, fancy is, pants. I know. Oh, I mean, what, what can I say? I, I have good taste. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, do you know why adults prefer bitter chocolate and bitter flavors and bitter beers? Because life is bitter. Because your taste buds literally start to die as you get older. So you can just, you can actually taste the bitter a lot more. That's why old people oversalt their food. Is it really? I mean, that makes it sense. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's because yeah. their taste buds are down. So because salt amplifies those flavors. It's mm-hmm. also why old people turn up their guitar amps even louder because they've got tinnitus. So it sounds like it's normal volume. And it's really like 115 decibels. Yep, so checks out, checks out. That's why uh, I've always wanted earplugs to shows. Speaking of shows. Yeah. Next weekend, uh, as in next weekend after we drop this episode, is the Tacoma Guitar Festival. Yeah, so if you're listening to this episode the day we, or the day after we dropped it, you've got a couple of days to sort out your travel plans to come see us in Tacoma. Yes, we'll be there on Saturday. We will be there on Saturday, and I cannot wait to go. Uh, I'm also really curious to see what's going to be there. The website only shows, it says like over 150 uh, booths will be there. Yeah. But it doesn't say who's going to be in those booths. So I'm really excited to see. There's only a short list of some notable mentions. I think uh, PRS is going to be there. Martin's going to be there. Uh, Uh, The guitar store's going to be there. Yes. uh, Emerald City Guitars is, Emerald City Guitars will certainly be there. Um, I bet uh, Thunder Road will be there. Uh, Some shops from Tacoma. I mean, I'm sorry. Tacoma, Portland, Oregon, were there last time I went. Last time I went, um, I believe like JHS was also there. Matthews Effects was there two years ago. They weren't there last year. Same with uh, Pelican Noise Works and a few others. I don't think Rick's going to plan on being there this year. Yeah, and I think Leon said he might come up one day. Oh, cool. Yes. Yes, but um, what I'm really excited about 
because I haven't seen Sarah Zimmerman perform uh, since college. And uh, if you remember, she was a guest on the show not too long ago, but yep. Shrinking Matches will be performing the, the Saturday morning. So really looking forward to to seeing her and catching up and stuff. Does that mean we get VIP backstage tickets? Uh, I don't think there's a backstage. I'm going to be fully oh. honest. Last time I went, Khaki King was there. And I was like, I've I've always wanted to see her live. And since I was a teenager, like I started listening to her when I was 16. And I went, I'm like, well, I, I really only know some of her older stuff because I just kind of fell out of it. And she played so much stuff that I knew. And it was just thrilling. And then she was just walking around afterwards, like all five feet of her. Really stands out. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny how in a crowd of a guitar show crowd, it's like the shorter people stand out. Well, then that's good news for me. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm comment. Glad I will be memorable. Yeah, but there will be a, it's it's like half guitar show, half like swap meet. Like you. That's can, the part that's going to be yeah. dangerous because I, I I've got every last penny I've got to spend on gears being set aside for that Jennings, and it's going to take everything in me not to be like well. I could postpone getting the Jennings just a little bit longer. I'll so. just bring some stuff to trade around. I don't I don't typically buy stuff that I want to turn around and flip. Yeah, I don't either. You know um, what could be fun? What? Okay. You tell me if this sounds remotely viable. I have a uh, an electroharmonics muff overdrive. It I got it for like 20 bucks. It's <laughs> worth about 20 bucks. Okay. What if I walked around the guitar show for the day doing like a bigger or better kind of trade to see what I could trade up to? That would be really great. It's like those people who trade like a little trinket and they come out with a car yeah. at the end. Yeah. Right. I'm never, I'm honestly never going to play this muff overdrive again. It's oh yeah, okay, but it also kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah. It's not my style. Oh, oh, totally. It's just not my style. I don't like, I've got other drives that I like better. Yeah. And it's been in a box for a year now, which is really unheard of for me. Yeah. See if you can trade it. For like something, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm for this. I'm totally for this. This, this will be fun. Yes. I don't yes. know how I just came up with that just now, but I like it. So we'll see what I come up with. If I end up with nothing, then I will have exactly what I had before. So. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, if if you're in the area, if you have the ability to make it out to the Tacoma Guitar Show, I would love to see you. Give you a high five. And yeah, be fine. Yes. Let's cool. be friends. Yes, let's do that. So, yeah. Well, in the meantime, while we're awaiting our magnificent Saturday of uh, excitement, uh, what's 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 cracking? What's crack lacking? What's new in well, the world of guitar for you? It kind of reminds me when you were talking about how you don't buy things to flip. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really either. But uh, my well, friend. Well, okay. To clarify, I do buy things well, to flip. Well, oh, but right, I don't right, typically right. buy things that I don't care about just to hang on to them, just for funsies. Right. Um. It kind of it, it sort of plays into this uh this little tradition I have with with Jim Bowers in that um I like to trade him some of my smaller pedals that I just don't feel like selling for one of his bigger mm -hmm. pedals that would just be a pain in the butt to try to sell. So that's how I got my Moon Canyon was uh, trading a couple things to him. And then he sent me the Moon Canyon. 
and he just sent oh, me crazy. his old Klein bottle, and uh, and I just traded a couple pedals for that. Um, and I am so excited. Just kind of been playing around with it a little bit, um, but it's <laughs> it's fun. It's pretty cool. Are you familiar? I remember I, I picked it up while I was over at your place last and I didn't have a chance to plug it in, but I'm thoroughly intrigued by what yeah. the thing's capable of. And I, I love how intuitive it is just to have a simple high pass, low pass filter. It is pretty cool. And it, it changes the sound so much. So it's like, a just correct me if I'm wrong. Like I've done some reading up on it. I kind of agreed to trade it on a whim. Um, but it's like a looper and it almost turns every pedal you have so that it has an effects loop. So, uh, and you can decide how much or how little of one pedal goes into another pedal. You can control clipping options. You can control, uh, how much of that signal overall gets pushed into another pedal and you can like change up the order of things. I really don't know how you use it live, and I've really, I'm just peeling back the first layer of the onion even now, but, uh, for like recording and trying to getting, trying to get kind of weird noises. Um, I'm just having a blast with it. I just put on, I'll just put on a loop, run the loop through it and just adjust things. And it's, it's pretty neat. I feel like I could lock myself into a studio with that for a week. Yes, you could. And then you would still, there would still be mysteries that abounded within it. The mysteries. The mysteries. Those mysteries. What was the theme song for Unsolved Mysteries? Now then. I feel like that was also just noises. Probably something creepy. Yes. Um, Spooky. Yes, spooky, scary. Um, but the other big news for me, I mentioned this a few times, that Layla from Tunatone Instruments, who has a brand spanking new website, thanks to me, uh, she sent off my guitar body to Vancouver Guitar Finishing. So that's getting all painted up and she's working on the neck, which means it's so close to being done and I am so excited. You're, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. And just hearing you be so excited about this makes me that much more excited for me to get a custom build in. Yes. I'm, yeah. It's going to be good. And I can't wait for you to get it in because I want to play it. Yes. Uh, ditto. You'll oh. probably get yours before I get mine at this rate. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I still haven't paid for anything yet. Yeah. I'm waiting to make that all. At but once. He, he's so fast. That's all he does. Layla does this a couple days a week. Gotcha. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of the above. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's all for me. Um, what about you, Andrew? Not a, a whole lot has happened with me. I've just been super busy with the day job. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. I, I finally got a picture update from Justin Tenkate uh, of Mezzo Effects, and he's making me a custom ohm. We did that giveaway a few months ago yeah. with a cat graphic. Oh, yeah. And uh, that the giveaway we did for that was 1,000% unique. Uh, but I'm getting a custom one with the same graphic, but a completely different mm-hmm. color set. 
so as to respect the uniqueness of the giveaway that we gave. Yes. There's uh, only one, yeah, only one black glossy one in existence. Yep. And that belongs to Paul Pennington as of last I checked. From the Flippin' Flippers. Go listen to their podcast. Uh, yeah, they, they flip and they flipper. Mm, they do flipper. Lots of flippers. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, the one I'm getting is bright safety cone neon orange. And nice. I could not be more excited. I know. Have you- I sent you the picture? Yeah. I And I know that you want that orange drive section. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of orange everything. I, um, yeah, that's part of why I, uh, with the pedal toppers, that is the colors that it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I like orange. That's just my favorite color. That's just a general thing. Oh, and is that why you made the chat colors for our chat orange? Yeah. Uh, I feel played. Guilty as charged. All right. Because you sent me a picture of something else that you have that's new. Oh yes, 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 yes. I uh, I got a new soldering iron tip. Yeah, I'm just now looking at this picture, and I'll, I will definitely post this to the Facebook group and the visual thread. Were you were you really using that soldering tip, Andrew, that you've been using before? Because what? It it was a little worse for the wear. <laughs> oh my goodness, that thing worked. It if I if I did it right, it wouldn't be a sold a cold joint but yeah most of what i was doing was cold joints because it wouldn't flow hot enough because it was just so wrecked oh why did it take you so long uh well okay so i i learned the hard way that no store in seattle carries soldering iron tips yeah they do i just went to i just went to stoneway hardware today and they had some really yeah i I checked everywhere on the east side and i could not find one because i was determined not to order from Amazon. Well, why didn't I you hate spending money with them? Well, why didn't you go to Fry's Electronics and Renton? I didn't think to look there. Well, that place is a, a is a true wonderland. I, I've been to Fry's in L.A. and it was a, a spectacle to yeah uh, spectate. Oh, it's it's a special place. But yeah, it's uh, a little overwhelming and frightening and exciting all at once. I yes. think is the best way to describe the trip to Fred Meyer. Yes. So I don't know if we ever actually said Meyer. this, but uh, yeah, I got, I got you. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Uh, Fred Meyer. Uh, so Andrew got a new soldering tip and he sent me a picture. And the new one is, you know, pristine. And the old one looks like it looks like a bullet that somebody found in from world war ii yeah from like the civil war like someone was like doing the metal detector or like planting corn or something and they dug it up and we're like oh just put that in my pocket hey jimmy would you check this out look what i found (laughs) you think this you think this shot a red coat that was bad (laughs) you think this is worth any money no (laughs) i don't know if it's not worth my meaning to replace my tooth ah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i bet i'll bet i can make some jewelry with that all right. Yeah, that's uh, uh, it would be going for the rustic effect. Yes, yes. Emphasis on the rust. People do that. Oh, emphasis on the rust. Good one, good one. Oh, you think that's why they call it rustic? Yeah. 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 Once I left a job, Is- once I left a job and um, I was like a social media manager. And after I left it, uh, the new social media manager was doing this like daily fact thing. And one day their daily fact was, News is an acronym for Northeast, West, South, 
And my only thought was, you think news is an acronym? It's not. That's slightly frightening. It's not. Okay, so tell you what, that reminds me. I totally forgot uh, the last time we recorded an episode and I was kicking myself. Uh, I have something uh, sort of similar to like a daily facts, but I have something that I, I think would be worthwhile doing every episode as an addition to our format. I'm all yours. Hang on. Hang on just a second. Let me, I have to go grab it. Is it a wrap? Well, it's just the two of us, dear listener. I'm just kidding. I got nothing. Alrighty. Let's see here. So, what I have here is got to be one of my favorite thrift shop finds of recent history. Go on. This is a book labeled Dad Jokes, um, the punniest joke book ever. No. Warning, contents may lead to eye rolling, cringing, and groaning, uh, or side splitting, knee slapping, gut busting laughter. Uh, Probably both. Uh, I'm so sorry to our listeners. So I thought it would be, there. there's hundreds of pages, hundreds uh, with multiple dad jokes in each page. I have not opened this yet. I did not open it in the thrift shop. I fully trust that it contains what it has. I just flipped through it for the first time and it smells uh, like New Balance shoes. That's weird. It's a dad thing. Uh, so I, I. It's also a Willie Nelson thing. And I think, what was that cult who all wore New Balance shoes? They thought the comet was coming to pick them up. Huh. I don't know. I might be making that one. I up. just learned the other day that New Balance has a skateboarding team, which kind of blew my mind because I've never associated them as a skateboarding brand. Huh. Well, I mean, Balance uh, is right in the name. Yeah. The friend who told me this, I, I trust because they were featured on Thrasher magazine. Ah. Just name dropping here. So Name's Kevin Steak. He's super rad. <laughs> nice. Um, so are you going to turn to a random page or are you going to start on page one, joke one? I'm thinking... There's only a few jokes per page. Oh, it's in categories. Here we go. Let, let's look at the, the table of contents here. This is exciting. So we have six categories. One, the daily grind, work, school, or other necessary evils. Mm-hmm. Topic number two, humor in the house, family life, and creature comforts. Oh, number Lord. three is sports and leisure, a.k.a. what dads don't have time for. <laughs> Subject number four, for your health. Fitness, aging, and eventual death. Morbid. Oh, I like Lord. it. Oh, Lord. Hmm. Let's go number with... Number five. Oh, there's more. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, and then there's number five. You can't make this stuff up. Real life funnies. Oh. That's, that, that last one starts on page 268. Oh. oh there's like 600 <laughs> jokes in this book? More than that. There's got to be a thousand in here. Oh, man. All right. So I think what, what topic, let's pick a topic and we'll start from there. Let's, let's look at hobbies or whatever that one was. Sports and leisure. Yes, sure. Page 135. Flip, 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 flip. This is so much more satisfying than like reading online. <laughs> Gotta say. Books. All right. I'm just going to read the first page from this and we'll just, we'll call it, we'll call it a day. All right. Well, we'll actually talk about our topic. Yes. Uh, can you imagine if we just, really if we just told edit. some bad dad jokes and then we just ended the episode? Didn't talk about guitars almost at all. 
All right. How many golfers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, I don't know. How many does it take? Four. Oh, son of a. Uh. <laughs> Sometimes you're just mad at yourself for not guessing an obvious joke. Okay. Um, this next one's weird. I'm going to skip that one. I want to hear it. Oh, here, here's a, oh, this one's the, uh, here's one that's, that's hitting me right in the field feels. Uh, it says when I grew up, I want to be a musician. Well, honey, you know, you can't do both. Oh, snap. What a slam. Oh yeah. Oh man. That just is a gut punch. Yeah, well, that's okay. I'm okay with being a Peter Pan and never growing up. Yeah, so actually, suck it, Dad. I think that's kind of a millennial thing. That's a joke. Dad, I love you. If you're listening to this and you actually support my podcast, I love you and I don't really hate you. Aw, how sweet. Yeah. I also love my father. All right. And we'll, the other one on the page I'd like to read is uh, this. I got excited when my son joined the cross-country team, but then I learned they don't cross the country and they're back home in just a few hours. Oh, see, these aren't super punny. They're just like kind of bad. I I feel like we need to vet them. Yeah, they. I I think I need to keep it to 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 the puns. Yeah, that just wasn't that just wasn't nice. Those those last two just were not nice. The, I feel like I, I'm. I've been very excited to read this book this entire time. And I'm now very existentially worried that I'm going to be very underwhelmed. Well, how much did you pay for it? Uh, it, this was three forty nine, but it was like buy two get one free or something like that. All right. And the other one I got was a history of guitars. Okay. Which I'm interested. I think it was released in the nineties. So it's a little outdated, which makes me that much more excited to read it. Yeah. We're going to leave off on a good note here. Uh, before we move on to our topic and why couldn't the bicycle stand up on its own? Why? Because it's just too tired. Uh, oh no. No. My little keyboard's out of batteries. I brought my little Casio keyboard over and I just turned it on to do the da da uh, to the keyboard. <laughs> so that's why I heard like a pop. Like a thud, yeah, thud, thud. Yeah, so it's turned on, the screen's on, and I hit the button. Yeah, now it's, and then it shuts off because it's out right. of battery. But uh, right, I was just like, so. maybe I'll edit in crickets because that's, oh, that's more that's, accurate. Cold. That's... All right, so today's topic. No, wait, wait, want... wait. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sponsors. Sponsors. Hit it. All right. So for today, we, uh, we're we going to do something slightly different. This is be a little strange, but bear with us. We don't have a sponsor for today, intentionally so, because we want to call attention to the new page on the website about sponsorships. Yes. So if you're interested in, interested in sponsoring this show, like many other wonderful and great companies have done so far, uh, we've had a, an array of some excellent sponsors uh, like Lambertones, Rick Matthews from Matthews Effects. Jennings Guitars. Chad, Jennings Guitars, my buddy devices. Phil over at Tasty Cable. Yes, Storecraft Devices. A whole bunch of great yes. sponsors. If you want to join that group of wonderful people and help us out here, uh, check out the website, shoot us an email, 
uh, we would super appreciate that. Yes. And yeah. Our rates, our rates are quite reasonable. Very reasonable. We don't have anything to hide. We're not trying to yeah. do anything crazy. And we're just trying to keep this thing. It, yeah. You know, we just uh, keep this thing afloat. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's not expensive to make a podcast. It's also not free. It is not free. Mm-hmm. So there's software that we use to record this because we can't visit each other in person every time we do this, so on and so forth. Right. There are expenses involved. And then there's the website. So. And then, you know, we love going to guitar shows. Um, if we can't get a press pass, then we're spending money to go. And we'd love to, you know, be able to do things like uh, go to other guitar events in Anaheim and Nashville. And that would just, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, just in general, yeah. I, 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 if nothing else, sponsor, if you sponsor the show, it's just helping us cover a month to month expenses. Yeah. And for that, we would be incredibly grateful. Yeah. So check it out. And we love you all and everyone who sponsors yes. up to date. Yes. With that in mind, let's hop into today's episode. Yes. So, um, Andrew, the whole, have yeah. you ever ordered something online to have it not be in stock and then never receive it? Ooh, uh, mm. uh, no, ah. I don't, I don't believe so. Oh, oh, actually, you know, I, I take the back that has happened to me once and-, and it was for a mouse pad that came from China that I ordered on Amazon. I was very excited. It was uh, a picture of a cat in space DJing. Oh my gosh. That's so many of your interests in one, like eight by eight square. Yep, it it never arrived. They refunded us for it, you and got a instead I, I did, oh, how nice. and then I ordered a picture of a cat in space pouncing on a taco. Oh gosh, more interests. So yes. yeah, so I, I like funky mouse pads. What can I say? Yes. But yeah, that first one it never arrived, but I did get a refund. Yeah, so yeah, for the whole three dollars I spent, I've had it happen where I ordered something that never came to fruition. And then I lost my money and you lost your money. I did. I did because uh, I ordered some guitar pedals from a company that was supposed to supply some gear. And uh, yeah, I see what you did. there. Yes. It never happened. And it made me feel real bad. I felt real. I'm still a little sour, but um, so I think our topic today is going to involve um, because in just any business it's, it's borderline unreasonable to always have everything you're ever going to sell in stock at all times. Like, especially for small businesses, the capital necessary to, yes. to, to make a, a run of pedals. For instance, there's a significant chunk of capital involved. In yes. That, so. Yes. And you just can't hang on to all this inventory when you don't know what's going to sell. So a little backstory on me. Um, I don't remember how I found out about gear supply company, probably Instagram, but I started, you know, buying their strings. I liked their branding. I liked their guitar picks, their Delrin jazz picks. And I still have a lot of those. Um, and wait, I thought that was, uh, it was a Supro guitar company. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That lightning bolt. I got confused because the lightning, the bolt. lightning bolt was very confusing. Um, and, uh, they launched a Kickstarter for guitar pedals. I, bought into the Kickstarter and for the record, it's not the first Kickstarter I've ever given money to that just did not come to fruition. Didn't get any, 
like the product that I expected. It was probably that's probably happened to me less than five times, and it sucks. It really sucks when that happens. But it's Kickstarter. Like, there's not a lot of like retribution there. Um, but what Gear Supply Company did is when they didn't have money, it seemed like they would just do a big sale, and they get some short term capital, and then they'd pay off some debts. And they started selling guitar pedals like the ones from the Kickstarter campaign on their website before the Kickstarter pedals got delivered for a discount. So um, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, I've gotten my things from them in the past. I'm sure they'll fulfill this as well. You know, kept buying and the company just stopped existing. But while the company was not responding to emails about anything, while people were still asking, where are these things that I gave you money for? Their web store was still online and still accepting orders. That Which is super unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I, I would be shocked if they had any intention on filling any of the orders after like January of last year. But... Something like that. Yeah. So... Oh, and and it, a lot of people have already heard this, and we're not trying to beat a dead horse. We're just providing context yeah. for a discussion about the it, – it's a mixed bag. There's pros and cons with a small business and trying to get product yeah. out of the door. So, I mean, it comes to the point where, like, should you – like, how do you handle that? How do you handle when you are, you know, a victim of your own success, perhaps, and are getting more orders than you can fill? Um, and just the – I think that Andrew and I wanted to talk about – uh, just shout out a few companies who have their own sort of models on how to do this and kind of the pros and cons of different ones. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's two companies that come to mind uh, as uh, examples of two different styles of this. Uh, and that would be Analog Man with the King of Tone. And then we can talk about Matthew Hoops with uh, the, the DRV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got the quintessential analog man king of tone, which is uh, widely regarded as the best overdrive pedal ever created. I have one. I'm not convinced that that's true, but it, what I am convinced of is, is it is a good sounding pedal. Yeah, and you like it. So I do. I, I don't plan on selling it. Uh, I plan on holding on that for a while. So the way it works is, is you send in an email and you get on a waiting list. As of last I checked, I think the waiting list was about two and a half years At least. long. Um, I've seen it as low as about a little over a year. I've seen it as high as like three years and change for uh, how far along they are on that wait list. Uh, but it seems like my impression is that wait list is going to be in existence until they run out of parts that they can source to make the king of zone. Mm-hmm. And so the nice, there, so there's some pros and cons of this, the list. Uh, I would say uh, a huge pro is that means if you find the product and you're interested and you get your name on the list, you get it in the order that you asked for it. And you don't have to pay money to be on this waiting list. You don't have to pay money to be on the waiting list. That's also super cool. That's, a, that's, uh, a, so, that's an important distinction in my opinion. So if you, right. So if you, if you get your name on the list and you wait a couple of years, and at that point in time, you don't have the money for it, uh, or you decide you, you're you content with the gear that you've got and you're no longer interested in it, 
whatever the reason may be, if you don't want to order it, no problem. They just move on to the next person on the list. Yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder what the conversion rate is on that. Like, I wonder how many people just decide not to buy. I mean, obviously it doesn't seem to have any major impact on like their success because the list is still very long. It's curious though. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. I'd be curious to see what that is. I, the general impression I get from, uh, from interviews I've seen with Mike is he's not bothered when someone's dis- changes their mind against it. It's just, it is what it is. And people have their own reasons and that's totally all right. And there's still tons of other people waiting in line. Yeah. So. And I'm sure like people forget all the time that they join that list. Yeah. Three years and is then, a long, so long that, time to wait for a thing. Like, I can't think of any like specific product where I've had to wait that like nearly that long for. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell how I got my king of tone. Um, the is just as part of this example. So if you don't wait the three years, your options are to buy it secondhand. And because there's such a long wait list, there's some some insane markup I've seen. It sells for two sixty five before you get any of the additional add on options, um, which can bump you up to close to the three fifty mark. And I've seen some of the more decked out King of Tones listed for like seven, eight, nine hundred bucks. I mean, it's Whoa. absolutely insane. So yeah, they go for obscene amounts of money secondhand, typically. And I was incredibly fortunate. Uh, I don't like to make a big deal out of this because I don't want like anyone to feel bummed out. Uh, but I, I've, I'm going to take this moment to shout out a good friend of mine is a friend of mine came up on the list for the King of tone and it wasn't in the cards for them to pay for it at the time and offered very kindly out of the kindness of their heart to let me take their spot on the list. They didn't charge me anything extra other than the shipping. That's a very sweet thing to do. They could have very easily flipped that for six, seven hundred bucks, and uh, I am incredibly grateful uh, that they did that. Uh, they even waited for like a couple of weeks for me to sell a couple of things to get the money together. Uh, so that's the only reason why I don't have my uh, Keeley DMM DNM drive mm-hmm. anymore is because I sold it for this purpose. And gotta say, I love the Keeley DNM drive and plan on getting another one when I have a chance. Yes. That's good. Uh, that's, I definitely miss the way that one sounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, so shout out to my friend, uh, Michael, you are incredible. And I am incredibly grateful. For and that. shout out to King of Tone for finding a way to take the enormous demand that they have and um, create an organized way where it really is first come, first served. And people don't have to, you know, set alarms or just wait for notification or whatever. Um, and they also don't have to give up their money in, in advance. Just wait around for three years. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like oh. that because I don't like taking the idea of my money being taken and then never return to me. Sorry, I'm just yeah, thinking about my money. No, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Um, I certainly don't blame you for being bummed out. I'd be super bummed if, you know, I'm incredibly thankful that I held out before taking a chance on gear supply. Yeah. Because I, th- I know that yeah. burned a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And the employees, especially, who never got, you know, 
well, we won't get into that. Well, we yeah, I don't want to sip the tea too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the deal with King of Tone. And then, Emily, you went through the process of purchasing a pedal through Matthew Hoop. So if you want to talk about what your experience was and what his process yeah. was. So uh, he and in, in, um, uh, Prelude Quiet Theory, like those kind of worked in similar ways where I joined an email list and then I was given notification like, hey, at this time and this time zone, we're releasing a batch of pedals. Uh, just it, it was a little bit more like buying a concert ticket, which makes sense because um, both of those builders are musicians. So like getting up the hype, making sure people know when it's going to be available and then having all these individuals coming to your site at the same time, trying to buy your product. So um, for that, in both of those cases, it was an instance of they had either X parts ready or X number already made. So they were only selling what they had, but that's not always the way that Matt Hoops does it. Um, as he discussed on our show once or twice, he's just left the pre-sales up and then he's bought the part so that it wasn't such a mad rush to go in and buy your pedals because you only have a certain amount, like maybe a batch of even like say 20, I guess I know that that's what Brian Sprague said, that that's kind of the max he'll, he'll just do a few at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that that's a little bit more risk for a consumer doing a traditional pre-sale. But since it's done through like normal credit card channels versus like a Kickstarter situation and they're honest and they're actually fulfilling these products, um, it's it's less risky when you when you take that into account, I think. Um, so, I mean, the benefits of that are you get it faster if you are lucky and and get on are able to log on to your computer or your phone when the thing goes online and then ostensibly you'll get it in weeks if not days right 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 and so yeah this conversation is just to to chat about these kind of different ways of doing things just for the sake of information Mm -hmm. as well as just a reminder that it just to pitch in my two cents on the gear supply thing, it's a bummer for me because I feel like that ruins the sense of community that we have in the guitar community that we can all trust each other. Yeah. And that, that really tight knit relationship that uh, we as the consumer have with the builders. Mm-hmm. Because you, uh, everyone, kind of everyone thought that they could trust gear supply company. That, per, that, that, right. that founder so, was in the groups. He was talking to people. He was responding to them uh, through via like, various media channels and he was delivering some products and when you look back at it now hindsight's 2020 and you can see well that was suspicious like a black friday sale before your products get delivered pretty suspicious yeah i mean i i don't know i i wasn't super invested i don't want to go too i don't want to pass too much judgment as much as it's easy to for me to do so i i don't know i I think my I think it's safe for me to say that my takeaway is that simply I am bummed out because that puts a, a bad mark on the reputation of builders and community. It does, uh, it, and it makes it harder for me and, to justify in my own mind um, 
taking a chance on another exactly. company. Exactly. So, and for that, I, yeah, I'm just I I don't know how what I could say to make that right because it's well one it's not my responsibility and two I just I don't know there I'm not sure there is a way that just kind of it's a bummer. Yeah. And there's other there's other scandals uh, historically that have happened. The other notable one that comes to my mind is the Ellie scandal, the Ellie guitar company. And that's one I'm not even familiar with, really. Okay, well, let me give you the briefest of rundowns. I'm a, it's been a little while since I've looked into it. Uh but uh the the general overview is Ellie Guitar Company was a an acoustic acoustic guitar company, uh small builder putting out some fresh stuff and they got a few people to buy into it. They had a few show pieces, show models, and uh, they started taking some special orders. And a couple of people actually got their stuff, and it was just total junk. Uh, just the, it was just incredibly bad. I, I'm friends with someone in the community who did order one. They got it, and it was just so bad. Uh, it like I it like unplayable oh. bad. Yeah, and it turned. The long story short, it turns out the whole thing was a scam and multiple people didn't even get their really bad guitars. It was a scam. The, the dude took the money and ran yeah. when the when the gig was up. There's somebody in the steel guitar, pedal steel community who apparently does that. And it, I was really grateful when I like, I posted a question about my pedal steel in one of these forums and someone started responding. I'm like, oh, thanks for the help. And another person came and messaged me and said, hey, totally cool to talk to this person. Don't ever send him money. And kind of gave me the rundown on that this person did exactly that. Takes money, doesn't deliver product, and if they ever do deliver product, it's trash. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a bummer because that ruins that puts a bitter taste in everybody's mouths. Yeah. Uh, the the Ellie Guitar guy's name would, uh, that he was going by is Patrick J. Wilson. I don't bel- know for sure if that was his real legal huh. name. I don't know. I don't think anyone ever tracked down where he ended up taking the money or where he ended up or what the story behind that is. Uh, I do know that he was accept like forms of payment. He was accepting. I want to say it was with Ellie. Someone gave him like a vintage Les Paul that he like in exchange for a guitar, like as like just a loner. And then it got parted out uh, as vintage parts and he never got his guitar back. Like family heirloom. Oh my God. I, that might not have been Ellie. That might have been uh, an older one that I can't remember the name of, but it's just, it's a, it's a super bummer, but all that to say, there are some great companies in the industry that I 1000% trust mm-hmm. would be happy to give money to before I see the cash on. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. Before I see the product. So but like I mean, when people start to grumble I mean, about things, like, Maybe maybe listen to them and learn more about why they're saying what they're saying because there are there are two sides right. and you know in cases like Ellie and Gear Supply obviously there was a side that was correct you know there was a side that you know uh, obviously something happened there where bottom line people had their money taken and got nothing nothing in return which is super unfortunate. I think this is where the the power of the community that we're in comes to play is that we can hold each other accountable. We can uh, send each other messages like the one you got about the pedal steel guy. Uh, and we just support that. Hey, by the way, yeah, let's up. look out for each other. Uh, definitely. Yeah. 
I think the community has done a great job of that so far. And I just want to thank everyone who's been a part of doing that through the various scandals and things that have happened to the yeah. community. And thank you for sticking up for what's totally. right. Nice. So I think that's about all I've got to say on the topic. Likewise. And if you all have more to say um, on that topic, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, please join our Facebook group. It's just if you search Get All Set Podcast, that's us. Uh, and let us yeah, know. Yeah, I want, I want to hear from people. Uh, I, I know we just mentioned the two main examples for companies that have their own ways and that are doing it well, which is uh, what Matt Hoops is doing uh, and what uh, Mike Pierre is doing over Analog yeah, also Pan. Prelude. But I want to hear prelude yeah so if you want to if anybody has any other examples that they want to shoot us for different ways to do that or to handle uh, by all means send it send us examples mm-hmm. yeah awesome um well yeah that i think brings us to the end of this episode uh we hope to see you this coming weekend in tacoma um andrew what, what? gave the dates on that's like the 27th and 28th i think think the guitar show is on the 27th yeah it's the 27th or the we'll 28th the we will be there on the 27th yes we might get brunch first i think that's an excellent idea and i'm also i'm looking at some of the swag i've got sitting on my desk <gasps> and i think we oh, might just shoot. if you find yeah, us we should bring some swag i think i've got a coaster of my drink sitting on and a few extra coasters i've got some pins i just got some magnets got some i got magnets i got stickers i got um like a window like mirror decals um sweet so yeah we'll i think we'll have just swag to yeah maybe a hat or two i was at i forgot to mention this um i was at an event at the guitar store uh the other weekend um the master class with the 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 dudes from pedals and effects and Uh a couple folks came up and said hi they recognized uh me from the podcast and from my voice and the selfies i uh ashamedly post um I should say shamelessly post. Uh, so big ups to everyone who came and said hi. It was really nice to to meet you. I know that whole event wasn't about me, but it just made me feel like, oh, someone cares. Yeah, it's always really yes. great. Cool. Uh, well, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.